When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Best-selling author David Baldacci is out with the new book Long Shadows, the seventh installment of his Memory Man series about Detective Amos Decker. He joined me to discuss his latest novel as well as his Virginia roots and his quest for improved literacy in America. Hey, David Baldacci. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Um, now, I know we actually spoke to you, I guess, what, in 2018 about the Will Roby series, uh, Endgame. Um, so check our archives for that, listeners. But but this time we're talking about the seventh installment of the Memory Man series. It's called Long Shadows. Pick up a copy now. Um, remind our listeners uh, the general premise of, of not only Memory Man, but then, then where this falls in the series. So Amos Decker is a Memory Man. He was a professional football player. Uh, and then he suffered a traumatic brain injury on the field. He got blindsided on a kickoff, and he almost died on the field. And it caused his brain to uh, acquire two attributes. One is hyperthymesia, which is perfect recall. And the other one is synesthesia. It's a commingling of sensory pathways. So he sees, for instance, dead bodies as an electric blue shade uh, of color. Um, and so he left football, obviously, couldn't play anymore, became a policeman, then a detective in Ohio, and now he's a consultant for the FBI. And uh, in this novel, something really traumatic happens to him in the beginning with someone he worked with for a long time. Uh, then he gets partnered with a new partner, Frederica White, out of the FBI office in Baltimore. And they butt heads immediately. He doesn't want to work with her. And then they have to fly down to South Florida to investigate the murder of a federal judge and her bodyguard at her home. Awesome. Yes. Everybody check it out. It's bound to be a page turner from David Baldacci. Always is. So uh, how did you actually come up with the character to begin with? I'm always curious. Did you have like, you know, football roots yourself, you know, in, in Virginia? I know you grew up in Virginia around here and, and you know, you listen to T.O.P. all the time. So, uh, but tell us about how, how did that come come up with you? Did, did, did you ever have a, a, you know, a concussion on the sidelines? I want to know. <laughs> yeah, I played football in high school. And I definitely have my share of pain stories. I like to do <laughs> um, and I followed football for a long time. Obviously, we're in the D.C. area, so we follow the, now the commanders. Um, but followed I or be tortured by for 30 years? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. It seems like uh, the memories of Joe Gibbs and the Hogs have. I don't think even Amos Decker with his perfect memory could remember those. <laughs> <laughs> There's the money soundbite. Thank you. But <laughs> there you go. So yeah, I read a book called Born on a Blue Tuesday about a guy who had hyperthymesia and stenesthesia. So he saw days of the week as colors. Um, and I started reading more about the brain. And I thought, well, this is really interesting that you can have a, a traumatic brain injury and have open up these parts of your brain that you never really had access to before. And so I could make this player a football player that would explain how he got the traumatic brain injury. That's certainly plausible. Unfortunately, it's a very violent sport. 
and then to use that in a new career as a policeman and then a detective. So I thought that would be a really cool sort of undertaking. That's really where Amos Decker was born from. Exactly. And I kind of like that idea of that, that something, something that could be deemed, you know, an injury or a negative thing actually turns into a positive and, and unlocks a part of maybe, maybe that all of us human beings might have it somewhere in there. We just don't know how to properly access it or whatever. So I, I appreciate it. Well, I, you know, the idea of the memory man, perfect recall, all that stuff. You know, I, me I remember growing up reading, what was it? The Cam Jansen books and she had photographic memory, but so what kind of stuff did you grow up reading in, in Virginia? Well, and remind us where in Virginia you did grow up too. Yeah, I grew up in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, so uh, the capital and um, was there until I went, I went to college at VCU in Richmond. And then I went to law school at UVA in Charlottesville. And so and then I moved up to D.C. to practice law um, for about 10 years in the 80s and 90s. Um, and I, I was a kid. I loved reading. You know, I remember the first book I ever read. I think I was five or six years old. It was called A Magic Squirrel. It was a, based on a Russian parable. And that was the first time I could ever remember achingly wanting to get back to a book. You know, I'd read it and I'd go to school and I wanted to get back to it and just fall into this magical world. And years later, I went back and bought a first edition of it off the Internet um, right. and have it at the house. And I, you know, I love mysteries, Sherlock Holmes. I remember reading the Blue Carbuncle in a Reader's Digest condensed version. The first time I'd ever been experienced, you know, Sherlock Holmes. And I finished it going, gee, I hope he's written other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that guy has something. <laughs> I had something. And then, you know, I read the Agatha Christie's The World and I... I was a political science major in college, so I read lots of works devoted to the, that discipline. Um, lots of literary fiction, lots of commercial fiction, uh, biographies, nonfiction. Um, I've just been a reader my whole life, and my, my parents would take us to the library every weekend, and I got to travel the world through books. Awesome, and we get to travel the world through your books, so thanks for passing it on. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Well, speaking of, you know, literacy as a kid and, all, you know, getting hooked on reading as a young a young kid, um, tell us about the Wish You Well Foundation. I know, I guess you and your wife started it in Virginia to combat illiteracy. Uh, talk about, you know, why that's such an important cause for you. Yeah, we funded programs and initiatives across the country, pretty much all 50 states and counting. We just um, are financing the um, creation of a, a literacy center in rural Virginia that will help people from all ages learn higher reading skills, more cog better cognitive skills, work skills, uh, and have access to lots of books. Look, it's not just about reading the next book on the bestseller list. This is about being a citizen in the democracy. We are flooded with information every day and disinformation every day. And if you don't have the cognitive and reading skills to be able to cut through the chaff, 
you're going to make decisions based on stuff that's just not true. Um, we, we're the world's longest surviving democracy. We're about 250 years old compared to other countries. That's just a blip in time. There's no guarantee we will continue to be a democracy, but we can't be a democracy if we have an electorate that's not well-informed and well-read. And so for us, you know, eradicating illiteracy is, if we get rid of illiteracy, most of the social ills we have as a country fall away. Everything from social ills, poverty, crime, go away because it's all based on people not being able to be self-sustaining, not being able to be in the mainstream. Um, so if we do away with those things. And I, I'll tell you, you know, there's people who have the job of, of uh, determining how many prison beds need to be built in the future because they take a long time to build. They use two metrics that are about a 99% accuracy rate. One is high school graduation dropout rate and fourth grade reading skills. If the dropout rate goes up, we need more prison beds. If the reading test scores go down, we need more prison beds. That's all you need to know about the importance of that in our society. Wow. Yeah. And I can I can hear the passion of not only, you know, literature and reading, but uh, the polit you tying in the political science there. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, it, it is it sounds like reading to you. And I agree with you is, you know, reading and, and literacy is is fundamental to our democracy. And um, democ when we spoke to you last time, you know, you'd already had this foundation going, but it seems, you know, in recent years, you know, I'm not going to cite any examples, but we all know what we're talking about. I mean, it seems like democracy is a little on the ropes these days. Um, so do, is your work you're doing a little more important now than ever? It is. It really is. I mean, I, I feel like many people that were sort of staring down the precipice. Um, and I mean, look, in 2022, I didn't think I've been on this radio tour for some 730 this morning. I've already fielded a bunch of calls from people about what do you think about this new wave of book banning and book burning? Yeah, and yeah. And I'm like, look, um, as a, a student of history, I can tell you that it's nothing new. It's a time worn playbook, but book burning and book banning never have a good outcome. Um, they always have a cataclysmic outcome. And so uh, you don't expect it to be any different this time around. But I, did, I never thought in 2022 I had to be talking about that. But here we are. I know. I know. I know. And, and yes, I mean, it, it, I just finished watching that amazing Ken Burns U.S. and the Holocaust thing. And yes, book burning is, is a part of part of that whole road. And, and I'm not saying we're going down that path, but it's it's always possible when you start going down the route. If you if you start banning books, if you start, you know, it's 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 a slippery slope. Um, so anyway, I appreciate you, you talking with us uh, before we run. Do you, David Baldacci, have perfect recall on anything? Is there a certain thing, you know, if I say like a year, you can name the book that came out. You know what I mean? Like what? Because that's me with movies. But I want to know, do you have a perfect recall on anything? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I wish that I did. Um, sometimes I get close, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a good Jeopardy player. We, we do Jeopardy. Yeah. I do pretty, pretty well on Jeopardy, but I can't claim to have the prowess that Amos Decker has. <laughs> well, that's why you got to read uh, Long Shadows. Uh, pick it up now. Uh, I really appreciate you joining us. Thanks so much. Same here. Thank you. Take care. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
Explain your DNA on, on 10 cases, man. You're inside the police interrogation room with the alleged Potomac River rapist. I'm not guilty on any of this stuff. So calm, so reasonable. Could this be the man who terrorized women for nine years before murdering a brilliant scientist two decades ago? Experience one of the most fascinating true crime podcasts available. Join crime reporter Paul Wagner for Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare series. Search American Nightmare Podcast on all podcast platforms. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.